Hello, this is attorney Marco Schiavo. Uh, welcome to the Simmons and Schiavo podcast. I am here with Dave Moses. Dave was a guest of ours recently. We did a podcast on Medicaid versus Medicare and uh, what it takes to get qualified for Medicare. Uh, Dave is a retirement income certified professional at Statera Financial in Walpole. Uh, Dave works with clients preparing to leave the workforce by preparing financial plans that turn their savings into income. Along with financial planning, Dave does seminars on Social Security, Medicare, and long-term planning. Welcome to the show, Dave. Marco, I appreciate you having me back. I guess uh, we did a good job the first time for you to have me back, and I appreciate that. I think so. I think you did a great job, uh, and that was a very informative podcast, so if you haven't heard that, definitely go back and, and listen to it. Today we're going to talk about uh, Social Security uh, and uh, the different aspects of Social Security. So Dave, give us a little background. How did Social Security get started? Good question. So Social Security was signed in by FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, back in 1935. And the goal of Social Security was to provide retired workers at age 65 continuing income after retirement. That was all set in place. Uh, first uh, benefit was paid in 1937. Uh, I have a couple of history notes that I thought were interesting. In 1956, they dropped the age of 65 down to 62 just for women. And then five years later, they dropped the for, uh, age that uh, men could take their Social Security benefit down to 62, which I thought was kind of interesting. There was no cost of living adjustment until 1972 when they actually put in a mandatory cost of living adjustment over time that has been adjusted it's no longer mandatory but it was back then common question is where does the money come from for social security and the the answer to that is payroll taxes uh, as an employee and as an employer you pay fica taxes and 6.2 percent of your payroll fica tax goes back to social security and that tax is paid up to about $128,700 in 2018. An interesting note that in today, payroll, today being 2018, payroll taxes collected fund only about 85% of what is paid out. So we do have some work in trying to figure out where the rest of the money is going to come from as there is a fund out there that is getting depleted every year and will need to be addressed sometime in the future. I found another interesting note that the Social Security Administration recommends today that Social Security replace about 40% of the average worker's wages in retirement. The unfortunate stats that go along with that is that 62% of retirees rely on Social Security for at least half of their income and one-third of the retirees count on their retirement check taking or making up 90% of their income. Oh, well. So along with Social Security, financial planning does need to be a part of it. Absolutely. Because in, in this world, too many people are relying on Social Security to be a majority of their income. That, that Social Security income really isn't enough. When we look at the, the rising cost of, uh, of living, 
uh, and housing and food and, and everything else, that Social Security just isn't enough. So tell me, how is that benefit calculated? So the, the benefit is based on your earnings record. So at a minimum, a worker would need to have at least 40 credits. And not to get really into the weeds about it, 40 credits is about 10 years of work for most people uh, paying payroll taxes to qualify for the benefit. Once you, you have those credits, the um, Social Security office then uses your highest 35 years of earnings to figure out your benefit. And that's basically how we get what we call your, your, your Social Security amount at your full retirement age, based again on 35 years of highest earnings. Okay, so I'm in my early 40s, it might be a little too early. <laughs> uh, so when can I start taking it? So that's a great question. The long and the short of it is for most people, you can start taking it at age 62 and you can take it any year between 62 and 70. Now there's a lot more that goes into that. The biggest piece being the amount that you get as a benefit. The magic number, if there's one, is your full retirement age. So for those born before 1955, their full retirement age is 66. Anybody born in 1960 or later, it's 67. And then there's a gradual adjustment for those born between 56 and 59. Anyone can start taking their benefit at 62, but if you do, most likely you're going to get around 75% of your full retirement benefit because you do get 100% of your benefit at your full retirement age. If you decide to delay your benefit past your full retirement age, you will gain in benefit approximately 8% a year up until age 70. So when I say that, um, there's no reason to ever delay your Social Security past age 70. There are um, different rules for widows and widowers. Um, they can actually start taking a benefit as early as age 60. If there's a disability that plays a factor in, in uh, your Social Security benefit, um, you can take it as early as age 50. And in addition, if you are a dis disabled worker, the benefit can start almost at, at any age. Okay. So that's the common question that I, that I get is, uh, you know, when should I t start taking my benefits? So you sort of answer that. It's kind of a personal decision, right? Yeah. You know, in planning for Social Security, there is really never a right or wrong answer as to when you want to take it. My clients have different philosophies on it when they should take it. Some people, unfortunately, it's a necessity. You know, we've talked about how Social Security income plays a big part of their income in retirement. So for them to delay, it makes, makes no sense. You also want to take into consideration your health. We talk about the break-even on Social Security. If someone takes Social Security starting at age 62, or if they should wait to age 70. Now you have eight years of payments if you do delay, where is that break even? For the average person, that's gonna be around age 80, 81, 82. So we need to take into family history. We need to take into your current health. Does it make sense to delay if potentially you're not looking or you're, you're not confident that you're gonna live well into your 80s? I think if someone has longevity in their family and they're in good health, 
I think it makes sense to hold off on your Social Security benefit as long as you can, uh, providing you don't need the income in the meantime. I've heard about the spousal benefit. What exactly is that? There are different benefits that folks can have, and there are situations where one of one of the couples does not have a working record. They were a stay-at-home mom. They had a wife who was very prominent, so was a stay-at-home dad. All different types of situations. There is something called the spousal benefit, which allows a non-working spouse to get a benefit off the worker's work record. Typically, at full retirement age, the spouse will get up to 50% of the worker's benefit. If a worker has a full retirement benefit of 2500 a spouse at her full retirement age could get up to 1250 a month. Again, a spouse could take a benefit as early as age 62 as long as the worker has claimed his benefit. There were some changes in the laws in 2015 which now say a spouse cannot take a benefit off the worker's record until the worker claims his, his or her benefit, if that makes sense. So what qualifies um, someone to be a spouse? Uh, the spouse must be age 62 or older, the worker must be eligible to receive Social Security benefits, and this worker must have already filed to receive those benefits. Okay, interesting. And then I had a, a person come into my office recently, and they were, they were surprised that there is a divorce benefit as well. What is that? Well, a lot of people are surprised, and it's not unusual that you would get someone to come in who, who didn't understand that. As a divorcee, you have an opportunity to claim a Social Security benefit off your ex's work record. There are certain rules that apply before you are given the right to claim off their record. For one, the marriage needs to have lasted at least 10 years. Okay. You have to remain unmarried. You must be 62 years or older. Your ex-spouse needs to have a Social Security record, right? And the benefit you get is based on their record. Now, the interesting thing about the divorce is benefit is that there are many people who've been married more than once, married two times or three times. And in those situations, the ex, as long as they meet the criteria, can claim a benefit off that same record. And so it would be the last spouse though, right? Because if you remarried, then it's not, it's, so you if, can't use that? If you get remarried, you're no longer eligible for the benefit. But if there are three ex-spouses oh, who oh, never okay, got remarried, okay. each of them can claim a benefit off that one worker. Uh, the worker themselves are not penalized for this, except for maybe alimony. <laughs> But they're not penalized as far as they will still get their full benefit. Okay. But as lots of people can get a benefit off that worker. So that's an interesting thing. And um, it's something to, you know, in your business, when you discuss this with couples, uh, we met a lady a few years ago who 
got divorced nine years and 11 months after oh. she was married. And then she met us a few years later, found out about this, and she's like, man, if I knew that, I would have lasted one more one month. One more month. I signed that paperwork. <laughs> you know, so it is important to get that education out. <laughs> Absolutely. And what about when someone dies? Are there any type of survivor benefits? So there is. In the situation where a worker dies, a widow or a widower may get the full benefits at their full retirement age. Again, uh, they can start taking, as a survivor, you can start taking a benefit at age 60, but we're back in that situation where if you wait to your full retirement age, you'll have the ability to get the full benefit at your full retirement age. But if you decide to take it early, age 60, anywhere before the full retirement age, you're going to take a, a portion, um, 70%, 80% of what that full benefit is. There's also a survivor benefit uh, for a spouse, but at the same time for children. So if a spouse is caring for a child uh, under the age of 16, the spouse can get a benefit up until that child is age 16. The child can actually get a benefit also, and they can get a benefit up to age 18 in most situations. But if they're still in school, they actually can get a benefit up to age 19. So there are survivor benefits available uh, based on a worker's record. The other piece to that too is that when someone does pass, there is a death benefit of $255 that is sent to by Social Security to the surviving spouse. Interesting. Wow, it seems fairly complicated. There are a number of rules there. Yeah, I mean, Social Security in, in is uh, made up of many rules and in a short podcast we'd love to talk about all the different situations and what we find when we talk with our clients as much as we know somebody comes up with a situation that we had never heard before and that's the fun part of what I do for a living is I don't always have the answers but I absolutely know where to go to get the answers and, you know, with uh, everyone having a different situation in, in a format like this, we can talk from 30,000 feet up in the air. But if somebody really wanted to figure out what is best for them, I think going to a financial advisor is really the way to go on something like that. Um, one of the things we didn't talk about, just touch on real briefly, and it's a question that I often get is how is Social Security taxed? And for some folks, there is no tax on Social Security, but they use a number. It's, it's, it's an adjusted gross income number, and it includes your income, any non-taxable interest, and they actually use 50% uh, of your Social Security benefit. If you're single and that number is under $25,000, you are not going to pay any tax on Social Security. But if it's over $25,000 and less than $34,000, you're going to pay tax on 50% of that benefit. Okay. So just tax on 50% of the actual Social Security benefit. If it's over $34,000, you are going to pay tax on 85% of that Social Security benefit. Okay. And there's numbers for married couples also, but it's the same type of formula. Okay. And if I could just, you know, kind of sum up all of this in saying, if you're someone who is interested in figuring out what your social security benefit is 
weren't the government's not sending out as many statements as they used to. Uh, it's uh, every five years at this point. But if you go to www.ssa.gov slash my account, you can set up an account and you can pull your social security statement at any point. And I would encourage someone to do that. And I say that because you're getting paid off your work record. And if you look at your statement and you look at the what they have as your income for the year and it's wrong, you have a very short time to make a change. So I would advise you to someone to take a look almost on a yearly basis just to make sure that the numbers the government has for you are the correct numbers. Okay, and that's a great website. I've been on that website before, and I've told clients to, to go to that website too. It's www.ssa.gov, G-O-V. So, Dave, how do people get a, get a hold of you if they have any further questions? Well, if you're interested in learning more about your situation, we are at Statera Financial and Walpole, and our website is www.staterafinancial, which is S-T-A-T-E-R-A-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L. And my phone number, if that's easier for someone, would be 781-540-1733. Well, Dave, thank you very much for coming in and doing our podcast again. We really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Marco Schiavo at Simmons and Schiavo, www.simonsandschiavo, and the phone number is 781-397-1700. Thank you.